spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. From Capital Broadcasting Company and WRAL-FM, welcome to Wine and Dandy. I'm your host, Sarah King. I'm your host, Jamie Caskey. And wine is fun. We intend to prove it. People get caught up in wine. People get all bound up instead of unbound. Exactly. It's an alcoholic beverage. It's meant to be enjoyed with friends. And we're going to prove to you that it's just a drink. Let's have fun with it. And today, we're going to teach you how to make money with it. Well, we're not. Our no. guest is. Yeah, well, exactly. We're going to facilitate some learning. We are lucky enough to have the co-founder and CEO of VinoVest. His name is Anthony Zhang. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I am so interested in what you do. First of all, quickly explain what VinoVest is. So VinoVest is a way for anybody to be able to invest in fine wine. So we take care of helping you choose which wines we think will go up in value. We take care of the storage and the insurance aspect and also give you a way to be able to sell your wines as well. Oh, that's nice. So you're really for if you're doing storage and everything else, people don't even have to have a lot of storage in their own home. Then you're going to provide all that, right? Absolutely. When I heard about wine investing, I I thought it was so cool because, you know, it makes sense. Wine gets better as it ages and as it ages, you know, there's less and less of it. So just from a supply and demand standpoint, um, it just made sense from a fundamental standpoint that wine prices would steadily climb. But the problem was I didn't have wine storage and I couldn't really afford to you know, use a broker or go to auctions. So right. I really wanted an easy way to do this myself and decided to also build it for other people as well. So it's kind of like the Robin Hood of, of, of <laughs> investing in wine. Exactly. So to me, wine investing has always kind of fallen into the same category as art collecting. It seems to be a Way bit, too expensive for yes, us. Yes, <laughs> a little bit you know, past my price range. Is this something that someone who isn't a one percenter can take part in? Absolutely, because that, that's exactly how I felt too, right? Like how, why is something that is as lucrative as wine investing – have to be so expensive to get started. So, right. um, you know, with VinoVest, with a little, little as $1,000, you can start a wine investing portfolio, and we take care of everything else. So you can be anywhere in the world and get started. Do you find that the rate of return on a wine investment is higher than a stock investment? Absolutely. So that's what really got me into this, is I came across an article a few years ago saying that fine wine returns have outpaced the S&P 500 over the past 30 years. Oh, wow. So S&P is around 8 or 9% annualized, um, and the wine market has been closer to 11%. Wow, that's substantial. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty good, and especially uh, the main thing is that it's, it's not very volatile, right? As long as you store wine properly, it's, it's pretty hard for it to go down in value. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people are looking at, you know, an investment portfolio, I think it's always important to look for things uh, that are low risk that can really balance out, you know, what's become a very, very volatile stock market these days. Yeah, to say the least. How do you find an investment wine? For us, we take a very data-driven approach. The good thing is wine has been around for a long time, so pricing has been around for a long time. And all <laughs> that data, we're able to ingest decades, even centuries worth of data to be able to see which ones tend to appreciate. 
um, and those are the ones that are, we pick, um, you know, recent vintages of. Are you a sommelier? Are you, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about your wine background. So I am uh, none, of, none of the above. Okay. <laughs> I have been lucky to work with a few amazing folks that are on our team, mm-hmm. uh, people with data science backgrounds, people with, um, you know, deep backgrounds in the wine industry, so a few master sommeliers as well. Mm. Um, and they're the ones that really, really help us in terms of the expertise. Uh, my background is in technology, so I've, I've built and sold uh, two venture-backed companies before, mm. um, and this is my third one. Okay. So you've got money to spend on wine then, <laughs> I'm assuming, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like wine. Well, we do too. Yeah, we're fans. You're in, the, you're in good company. So let's talk <laughs> about the most valuable wines. What types of wines tend to appreciate? So I think it's really ones from... Uh, wineries that have a long track record and, and really great histories. You look at regions like Bordeaux and Burgundy and Champagne and Napa. These wineries have been around for a long time. They've already built up a really amazing brand, and those wines can age, right, for you know, 20, 30, sometimes even over 50 years. So those are the ones that I think are your go-to regions if you're just getting started out. Um, but, of course, there's your equivalent of, like, emerging markets, right, like newer regions or newer winemakers that, maybe are just starting out their own thing that we think have a lot of potential as well. Okay. So you talk about aging wine. At a certain point in the aging process, wine goes past its peak. Does it lose value once it's past its peak? It depends. I think the the peak is a, a range, right? It's not like there's a specific day and month where someone just determines it's bad. And at that point, you know, usually it's you know, say a wine is 30, 40 years old, gets so rare that it becomes almost like a, a trophy or a collectible item, right? Ah. It's a piece of history, and there's still that demand for something that's so rare at that point. Even though, like, say, uh, you know, a two years at auction, a bottle of 1945 Domaine de la Romani Conti sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I definitely think something from the year 1945 is past its peak, but <laughs> it's still selling for six figures just because it's so rare at that point. It's a, you know, it's um, something that very, very few people can get to enjoy anymore. Sort of like um, people who collect stamps that you can no longer use. It's just for the value of having that. Yeah, exactly. So there's a certain point where wine goes from, oh, it's really, you know, it's at 10 or 20 years. It's really at its peak drinking window versus, this is really more so just for, you know, personal collection. Gotcha. Right. It's kind of like, I mean, wine is a time capsule. You've taken the air and the oil, the yeah. product into a bottle and sealed it up. So, like, you can find 1700s wine sometimes mm-hmm. and, you know, no one's going to drink no that. No touching that, right. <laughs> but it sells for a lot of money. But I, does anyone ever drink any of these really expensive wines? Absolutely. Where else there wouldn't be a market for it, right? At the end of the day, even if it is being exchange hands multiple times. Wine is meant to be enjoyed. There's always going to be someone wanting that really nice bottle of wine. And the good thing is, especially with these investment wines, there's always more people who want to drink it than there is produced. What do you find that your investors tend to lean toward in terms of personal drinking taste? They're buying for a future consumption, not as a collector thing. So for us, we tell them to put their personal taste aside. We're here really to manage their investment portfolio. Ah. Uh, So we honestly don't really care what they like to drink. We (laughs) want to be able to make them the best returns. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's rough but correct, I'm sure. <laughs> like, no, you yeah. can't have that, that Chardonnay right. that has lots of oak right. in it. Because you don't want to be dipping into your profits if it's too irresistible. So oh, that's, a, a that's another perk of us storing it for them because yeah. it's out of sight and out of temptation. I can't get your hands on it. Good so, point. So you watch yeah. the markets all the time. Exactly. What's the most valuable wine right now out there on the market? It's got to be older vintages of Domaine de la Ramoni Conti. Uh, so it's, you know, the bottles start retailing around 20000 and they go up into the hundreds of thousands as they're older. Of course, you know, a bottle like that is very, very, very rare and hard to get your hands on. But there are still a lot of other bottles that are in the, you know, say 150 to $500 range that have also a really great track record. So I think the nice thing about uh, investing in wine is that Many people may think that you just need to buy the most expensive bottle and it's going to go up, but it's not really true. There are bottles that all sorts of price ranges that can also give you returns. Good point. Interesting. Good point. Where do you find these rare bottles are coming from? You know, when they enter the market, is there a pattern of where they're finding these, like in cellars or? So we tend to buy direct from the winery or with their exclusive marketing agents. This way, it leads to a lot of trust in terms of how that wine bottle has been stored and where it's come from, we're able to go direct to the source. gives us a lot of confidence that it's been perfectly stored in excellent condition, which also helps a lot with the resale value when it comes time to sell it. You say you do storage. Are you storing it in a, in a like U-Haul security area? You know, like in a Temperature sto- control. Yes, exactly. Now, yes. How are you storing these wines? So everything is climate controlled, temperature controlled, a bit away from vibration, away from sunlight, and also fully insured. So um, we've got storage facilities all around the world, actually. So most of our wine is stored in Europe, given that most of the investment-worthy wine is coming from, you know, France and Italy and well, things like that. And also California um, and has actually, earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably yeah, not and, something yeah, you want. California, even though it's, I'd say, the, the center of the U.S. wine investment market, Globally, it's still a very small piece of the pie. And actually, one of our storage facilities, the British Royal Family, actually has a, a section of that as well. So mm. it's a really, really top of the notch storage facility. Talk to a person who wants to invest in wine. What are the steps they need to take? I think the first thing is decide how much you want to invest, right? Whether it be 1% of your investment portfolio, 5%, whatever type of percentage is comfortable for you. And then you want to decide how long you want to invest it for, right? Because we're going to be picking different wines. If you're like, I want a five-year investment timeline or someone is comfortable with a 10-year or 20-year. And then finally, it's about your risk appetite. So just like stocks, there's, you know, wines that are more speculative and then there are wines that are more conservative or more so like your, you know, apples or Amazons of the world uh, to make that comparison. Right. So after we have those inputs, then our team will get to work on actually giving you a portfolio recommendation of wines. So our platform is really designed for people who know nothing about wine investing, and we want to be able to translate it into simple financial terms to get people, more people into the market. So now that everybody has heard this and they're like, wait a minute, I went in on that deal, uh, how do they <laughs> contact you, Anthony? So we've got an online website. It's really, really easy for anybody to get started in just less than five minutes. And our website is at vinovest.co. And, uh, you know, we really welcome anybody, regardless of their investing background or wine knowledge, to give it a shot. I think the best way to learn about 
a new asset or a new market is to really dip your toes in, get some skin in the game and learn as you go. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate the time, Anthony Zhang. It was a pleasure. Take care. He was nice. And as much as I like to think $1,000 is affordable for everybody, mm-hmm. it's not affordable for everybody, but it's more affordable than twenty grand. Well, and you get a really nice rate of return. I know. It's almost guaranteed. Yeah. 11% is pretty high. We should take a peek at that. Anyway, uh, we appreciate <laughs> you guys hanging with us. Uh, remember, please follow us on Facebook at Wine and Dandy Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wine and Dandy Podcast. Coming up, we're going to have a little bit of wine news, and then we're going to go on to taste some wines that could be investment wines, but they're meant for drinking right now. Welcome back. Follow us on Facebook at Wine and Dandy Podcast or on Instagram at Wine and Dandy Podcast. Leave us a message. In fact, I just helped someone plan their wedding wines this week. I see. We've been getting some good messages in the Facebook inbox, and you are doing a bang-up job. Thank you, Miss Kathy Sellers. I see you out there. You go ahead and have yourself a good wedding. And congratulations. Absolutely. All right. Did you see, do you ever use Uber? Uh, Rarely, rarely. I don't use it a lot either, but now not only will you be able to get your dinner through Mm-hmm. through Uber, but you can also get your alcohol through, through Uber. Uber Eats? Yes, because they've picked up something called Drizzly. Not a huge fan of this name. <laughs> D-R-I-Z-L-Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a drinks delivery service. I'm not sure if it's going to be legal in North Carolina, but it's definitely legal in other states. Well, we could always go to another state and try it. That <laughs> seems to defeat the purpose, I think. Oh, right. I, th- I mean, I don't use Uber Eats because it's expensive. Like, yeah. I can't buy an $8 hamburger for 20 bucks. I'm just right. not going to do yeah. it with the delivery fee and all that jazz. But I do think it's it's interesting that I might, you know, in this time of COVID, you're like, I'm, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry. Yeah. Now Uber Eats is going to have all of it for you. That's very good to know. Yeah. So that's that's one piece of wine news I have for you. And the other one, I have found the secret to a long life. Well, do share, please. <laughs> is it prune juice? It's a juice of grapes. It's wine. <laughs> the second oldest woman in the world survived COVID. I saw that. She's like 117. She's insanely old. Her name is Lucille Randon. She's a nun, right? Yeah, she's a nun. She uh, goes by the name of Sister Andre. She's lived through two world wars. Mm-hmm. She got COVID, survived it, and she drinks red wine every day and is has she... champagne with dessert. Oh, she's like Winston Churchill of age. I know. Did she say how much red wine she drinks every day? No, no I don't think she cares. <laughs> she's Why would she? You're right. She's like, what? I just, what I would imagine after that long, it doesn't take that much. I'm That liver's been worked on for a while. <laughs> Does anyone have a thimble full of red? A thimble full of red? <laughs> I just thought that was fascinating. She was born in 1904. Wow. How about that? And she's the second oldest living person. There's a woman in Japan that's uh, 118 years old. Oh, my old. goodness. Please. So next time someone gives you grief about having a glass of red wine, say, um, I'm working on my health here. I'm learning from the pros, so yes. step off And me. she's a nun, so there's <laughs> nothing bad about that's this. That's right. That's a... Direct connection to the Lord. That's right. <laughs> so I also want to taste some wine. Let's move on to some wines I brought in. Yeah. Because we just talked to the wine investor, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how, you know, certain wines we'll appreciate, and a lot of them start around $1,000. And so we you don't... brought me some? I did. I said, <laughs> no, but I did talk to my friend Courtney over mm-hmm. at Wine yes. Authorities, mm-hmm. and I said, do you have any wines that are comparable to some of the more expensive wines out there right. for affordable prices? And she's like, oh, girl, I got you. You. Let oh. me gather something for you. Those were her words.
words. I, I love, love her so much. I love that she said gather. Mm-hmm. That's a nice word. Yeah. She said, let me gather something for you. And then she's like, I'm not going to be here to help you because it's my birthday. So happy birthday, happy Courtney. Happy birthday, Courtney. We love her. We do love her. Accomplished so, musician. Oh, she is. She's a cellist. Mm-hmm. She's yes, amazing. Beautiful. So the first of the three bottles she gave me is so exciting. Mm-hmm. It is the most expensive of the three she gave us, but there's a reason for it. It's because it's actual champagne. From yeah. France! We literally never get to have this. <laughs> so this is called Bernard. I-, I should let you pronounce it, but it's in American, it's Goucher. But I'm pretty sure there's a nicer French Maybe. way to say that. <laughs> Let's take it's a little peek at that. <laughs> uh, Bernard, I would say Bernard Gacher. Gacher. That's much nicer than Goucher. <laughs> Bernard Goucher Gacher. You know you have those Goucher pants you wear <laughs> back in the 80s? <laughs> Sorry, Bernard. All right. So this is from Champagne, France. It's a prestige millisimi. Let's take a look. <laughs> I should just let you hold that paper. Uh, prestige. Oh. Mm. See, yeah, yeah, a lot of apostrophes. <laughs> there, mm. I think you had it. Okay, great. So 2015, and it's a 60% Pinot Noir, 40% Chardonnay. Interesting blend. Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, a red and a white. Well, that's what all champagne is made out of. You can I have that and <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> it's champagne, Chardonnay, and Pinot Meunier. Mm-hmm. And you can have, when you say a Blanc de Blanc, mm-hmm. that means it's ah. white from white, so it'll just be Chardonnay. Or you see a Blanc de Noir, which is from the Pinot Noir and the Pinot Meunier, which are the red grapes. Mm-hmm. And then champagne. oftentimes they're mixed. I tend to like them more mixed. I find uh-huh. that the Chardonnay, pure Chardonnay ones, to me, I'm not going to turn it down. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but we know you and Bubbly. <laughs> I know. It's it's kind of bad. Um, actually, no, it's it's wonderful. It's one. It's my one of my real joys in life, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. As well, you should not. But I find that champagne made from straight Chardonnay can be a little rich for my blood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. There's something about the red grapes that cut it in a way and mm-hmm. make it a little. It's just something about the the. There's just something rich about it. I just don't love. I don't hate. I just it's not my fave. Okay. So anyway, this is a vintage champagne, which most of the time, if you get a vintage champagne, you're talking well over a hundred dollars. Yeah, fifty bucks. It's definitely something I'm you so want to think about before you buy. It's a special occasion champagne. But this fifty is bucks. Awesome. Yeah. So let's like, say you're getting engaged, or it's Valentine's Day, or it's your anniversary. <laughs> right. I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Do you? We are this year. We're heading out of town for a little bit because so far, 2021 has just been a 2020 extension. Oh, for you. So we are heading out of town, but we usually try to do something as opposed to buy something. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, together. Yeah. I am from Gen X. I'm at the tail mm-hmm. end of Gen X. Gen yeah. X. Um, and I grew up, and I still believe this. Mm-hmm. You know. Gen X, for those of you younger people listening, <laughs> that was the generation who was just like corporate America oh, is yeah. terrible. And mm-hmm. so I always was under, and I still believe this, that, you know, it's a day that they're forcing you. It's to, a created holiday. It's a created yeah. holiday. Mm-hmm. You're not really celebrating anything except for the fact they said, this is the day we decided that you're going to celebrate your yeah. love. And for me, it means much more if you just pick a random day out of the calendar mm-hmm. and make that your day about right. love or your own personal anniversary is your Valentine's or Day. Or you take Valentine's Day. And use it as an excuse to celebrate your love by doing something together. As See, that's opposed nice. to the same. I brought you, if my husband comes home with a dozen roses on Valentine's Day, get out. How much did you spend on that? <laughs> or even worse, if they stop over at like Walgreens and get like a cheesy little stuffed animal. I'm yeah. 43. I don't want a what stuffed animal. I'm going to give it to the dog to tear it up its. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's, let me get off my soapbox. Let's okay. this champagne. It smells terrific. It smells yeasty. Oh, it smells so good. My goodness. I love champagne. 
It's so delicious. It smells like apples and it just smells it's, like classic champagne. It really smells Let's fabulous. cheers. This is 50 bucks. I know. So rarely do we get to drink wine that's this expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love champagne. It's got the, the bubbles are soft. Yeah. But they bite a little bit. And that's what I like about it. I'm like, people who drink Diet Coke. My dad's a huge Diet Coke fan. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate to compare champagne to Diet Coke, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, he loves Diet Coke because he loves how much it burns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're that way too? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't do it. But champagne is like Diet Coke minus, you know, 80%. There's a little bit of burn there and I enjoy that burn. Mm. And it's a little bit just slightly. Oh God, it's so good. It's dry. It's, this is terrific. $50 well spent. No doubt. It's a one ten in the afternoon right now. And once you open a bottle of champagne, unless you've got some heavy gas to close that up with, it's not just a bottle. It's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, really. Sarah, who will be finished for the day after this. Yeah, I'm going to go home. Will now be spending her afternoon finishing Well, these. my son is recovering from a herniated umbilical cord. Poor baby. I know. So they had to give him a sur- He had straight mm-hmm. up surgery yesterday. Yeah. So he's at home and I am going to take this home and sip it while I play. All the best babysitters. Poopy are. head. <laughs> Sipping champagne. Well, my husband's there too. I'm not going to get annihilated, son. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play poopy head, the game where you end up hitting a whoopee cushion and you have fake poop on your head. I uh, have not seen that game. I, I've seen it all too many times. We're still hanging out with like Rummy Cube and, you know, stuff like we'll that. We'll get there one day. I'm going to miss poopy head one day. I'm trying to enjoy it. So that's a vintage champagne for 50 bucks. Well worth the investment, and you can drink it immediately. Right. And can you age it? Oh, I don't know. I bet since it's champagne for at least a couple years, you could. I'm going to say it's got a lot of acidity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with yes. Thank you. I'm going to give it a definitive yes from this quote-unquote expert. (laughs) I do know a wine has to have a lot of acidity. This has quite a bit of acidity. I think it would age. It would age. I would age it for like five years, maybe. Oh, yummy. Okay. All right, well, before she wouldn't. Because she ain't going to have a bottle of champagne yeah, in her house. Yeah, this is not going to age longer than two hours. <laughs> Other people <laughs> could probably age it. <laughs> it's raining. I was going to go for a walk, but instead I'm going to drink champagne. Yeah. We're going to go to our last two bottles after we take a short break from our fabulous sponsors and fellow podcasters. Welcome back to our tasting of wines that could be investment wines, but aren't. Not today, because we're drinking them. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they're just, they're, they're wines that are affordable. Most investment wines, mm-hmm. we spoke to Anthony Zhang in the beginning of this podcast, right. and he Being said that it, it's about $1,000 to start, which is not an amount of money you can't save up for. Right. And it's not just one bottle that you're getting. You're getting a portfolio of Correct. wines. And right. so we're just giving you some ideas of if you wanted to try it at home, these might be some good options. Yes, but... We also think you should drink them. <laughs> right. We're big fans of the actually putting wine in your mouth versus storage. <laughs> right. So the next one we're going to do, this is a Alexander Valley Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. It's called, <laughs> what is with the names today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and thank you, Courtney, I was from say, Wine this Authorities. Is Courtney's birthday gift to herself She's is like, having you say these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She speaks the most beautiful French, but this is not French. This sounds German. Stuhlmuller, Stuhlmuller Vineyards. And by the way, everybody, we'll be posting pictures of these (laughs) so you can see it yourself. Uh, Why? For your purchasing. Stuhlmuller, yes, Stuhlmuller Vineyards. That's exactly what you said. Uh, It's a 2018. This bottle goes for about 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, California wine. Yeah, it's it's from Alexander Valley. That's some other wine news we have. My oldest is getting ready to move to the San Francisco area, and Sarah and I are going to try to talk to management about sending us to Napa Valley. (laughs) 
I have zero faith that they're going to buy our plane tickets, but it's a fun daydream that we sometimes we like to think big yeah we do why not think big if you're gonna right. think think and why did i pour such big taste uh i don't know but very interesting smell on this chardonnay it definitely smells like it's seen oak yeah i think there's been oak involved but you know the idea that this this chardonnay is going to stand up against something like a, a marcuson vineyard uh which is like a 324 dollar bottle of wine and mm-hmm. this stop this is 30 bucks I will say I cheated and went in and sipped. And is it yummy? And I'm not always a giant Chardonnay fan, but I like this. It's smooth. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit oaked for my taste. It's kind of smooth. It's really yeah. rich. Mm-hmm. Super rich. And according to the Wine Authority's notes, it's bold enough for your pork roast, which I would 100% I, agree yeah, with. Yeah, I agree with Because it could definitely stand up against like fat, that sweet fat. Yep. But uh, it's delicate enough for your tilapia. Which I would agree yeah, with that, sure. too. Mm-hmm. Although I don't eat tilapia. It's not good for the environment. Well, uh, my husband calls it trash fish. Yeah, it is trash fish. But we it? did just get an air fryer, I may have mentioned last mm. time. And s- I want one so badly. Girl! They're going to talk after changing. the show. They, so, and I may have mentioned this last time, y'all. Uh, Costco had such a good deal. And we keep telling people, we've gone in and gotten six for people. <laughs> six. Get me one. Get me so one. they're like, what's wrong with you? Will you get me one? Yes. How much Steve's are they? going today. How much are they? $50. I want one. Okay. Hold, please. Let me text my husband. <laughs> I need, because like, the, what, were, what were we going to do the other day? I'd forgotten dinner, and I was like, if I just had an air fryer, I could make this happen so quickly. Oh, yeah. Tater tots in an air fryer? I'm just going to keep talking up the air Daddy, fryer. When you go to Costco, please <laughs> pick up one of the air fryers for Sarah. First of all, I love that you call your husband buddy. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I call my kids buddy, but then I always get them confused. I just was supposed to say... Hey, boo. No, Buddy's real funny. We're not taking any of this out. We're leaving it in because it's that's adorable. <laughs> anyway, so this wine does taste. It's very, very rich. It's very uh, balanced. It's got good acidity. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about aging, but I definitely think this is a really... Anyone who likes like a really expensive... like um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Does Rombauer do Chardonnay? I know they do Zinfandel. I have not I, seen it. But I that think doesn't that mean they, they do. Don't. But like something along those lines, mm-hmm. you know, something really mm-hmm. expensive and notable... This would go up against it easily, and it's $30. Yeah, and I have to say, I'm going to go on a limb and say this is the the best Chardonnay I've ever had Mm. as we do this. Yeah. Keeping in mind, I'm not a huge Chardonnay drinker, but we do occasionally taste Chardonnay, and this is my favorite. Wow. Mm -hmm. I guess you're taking it home with you then. Mm. I'll try to step over your champagne-soaked body on my way to the car. (laughs) Good luck. She's scrappy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to our last bottle. I'm actually going to dump some of this out. Yeah. Finish on it. just lasts forever. This one's called Navarra Reserva de la Familia. This is by Vina Ali. I can't even. You try. Okay. I am. My language skills today are this very bad. Our third bottle of wine is Vina Aliaga, and it's from Navarra, Spain, 2014. It's uh, 75%. Tempranillo. Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. And 25% Sarah's favorite, Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, that just means it's going to have good structures, my guess. Right. So this is going to be similar to a Rioja. Rioja's Tempranillo. Mm, and she okay. said it's compared to many, quote-unquote, cellarable Spanish wines. Okay. Meaning you can store it in the cellar. <laughs> 20 bucks. Oh, it's so dark. It's beautiful. Tempranillo is very dark. Very dark. Like a looks, black cherry. And this is a cherry. 14. I noticed the color. The color, whenever wine, red wine gets older, it gets kind of browner as opposed mm-hmm. to red. So there's this, it's kind of got a rustiness to it. And it's, it's a 2014, so it's seen some age, mm-hmm. which is good for Tempranillo because it's a big grape. Um, oh, my gosh. It smells, it smells amazing. Good. It smells jammy. Oh, man. Mm. What an interesting nose. 
it's a slight bit bitey for me, but I think you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. That's delicious. Yeah. Very nice. Very little acid. It's cool. It's just our boss watching us drink. <laughs> the head of the uh, <laughs> the radio station just walked by as we drink over the very expensive equipment in this room. Right. Cheers. We're paid to do this. Yeah, it's you, cool. You actually bought this one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep walking, sir. Keep yeah, walking. Exactly. Uh, this is delicious. It's very smooth. Not a whole there's not there's not much tannin to it, but despite that fact that there's no like the structure is not it's not super structured. Mm-hmm. Well, and kudos to Courtney at Wine Authorities in Raleigh because she did a bang-up job she picking did. these out for us today. And we will have pictures of all of these so you can go and check them out for yourself. You know, treat yourself. $50 for a vintage champagne. From France? Yes. Yes. Like we an actual champagne. champagne. Now, don't. that's my pet peeve in life. Don't call champagne anything but champagne. Like anything, Barkling wine is not champagne. Right. And when you drink the real stuff, you'll understand why. Right. Unless you're taking it to someone's house and you can go, I brought you some champagne. Yes, exactly. And then you sound fancy. We we won't tell anybody. (laughs) So I hope you feel encouraged to possibly go out and invest some wine if you happen to have a little bit of extra pocket money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sounds like a pretty safe investment compared to the stock market these days. Again, the return on investment is pretty good with this stuff. And otherwise, try some of these expensive tasting wines or go to your local wine Mm -hmm. cellar and talk to them and say, you know, I I have this much to spend. I want the most expensive tasting wine you have. Exactly. Treat yourself. Cheers. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Yeah.